This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can show your support on patreon.com slash toadsanime and get four early episodes a month for just a few bucks. Plus it helps Ryan buy Digimon toys. Alternatively, spend it on something more important. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toad on Games podcast. The only podcast in the world that has little frogs every 10 seconds. That's right. If you listen closely, you'll hear a little frog every 10 seconds. That that doesn't exist, but let's just see if anyone, if anyone does that. Um, <laughs> with me today, I have uh, Rocket Adrift Games. Um, and I don't know if you each want to say, uh, just very briefly, let's say hello and who you are and what you do at Rocket Adrift Games. Hey, yeah, sure. I'll go first. <laughs> I'm Lindsay and um, I'm kind of like we all kind of share uh all the roles but i'm primarily a character artist and uh writer and i do a bit of coding and i'm also part of the podcast yeah i'm uh pat and i do um a background art mainly and music and sound uh but also yeah we writing and uh a little i guess game design i don't know yeah <laughs> and i yeah i uh play a, uh one of the one of the characters on the podcast as well Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Titus. Uh, I guess I'm the lead coder, mm-hmm. um, and I do uh, UI and uh, writing as well. And uh, I uh, GM, I guess, the main storyline on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What I love about whenever I speak to indie developers and stuff is um, when I go, "So, tell me about what you do," and they all go, <laughs> "Oh no, I don't have a, I don't have an official job." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, have uh, sort of complementary schools skills when it comes to like art and, mm-hmm. and the music and everything like that. But but yeah, it's like we all we all got to be writers and we yeah. all got to be doing marketing. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always all hands on deck. Like it's never I'm the senior writer and this is the marketing manager and over here is the finance manager. It's just like we <laughs> we all do a bit of everything. Yeah, um, I love that. I always love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's extremely collaborative. Yeah, I guess, um, I mean, it'll be in the description and whatnot, but for those that haven't read it, I guess I should br- briefly explain, obviously you're developing a game at the moment called Raptor Boyfriend, a high school romance. Yep. And uh, we'll go to a bit into that in a minute. And also you uh, run the Dark Future Dice podcast, which I won't pretend to completely understand, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get into that. I, I was like reading up on it and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pretend I know I'm on but this is at least a little bit. Um, <laughs> Like the description of it was like, oh, it, oh, it, I think you guys were telling me like, oh, it's a TTRPG actual play podcast. I was like, uh, 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 a what? <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly a small community. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons. is kind of like yeah. a TTRPG. That's a tabletop RPG. So like that, it's the what we play is a cyberpunk version of that, which is actually mm-hmm. the game. That um, set to release November. Well, in, yes, yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is based off of this like original uh, oh. game. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we we play that and we record it, uh, and uh, people listen to it, I guess, <laughs> and like it <laughs> and for like some it. reason. Also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of collaborative story um, telling mm-hmm. with uh, some dice thrown in to uh, to decide how things turn out and keep things interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to think of it as like, um, like playing pretend, but with rules and like, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and for I think it's for adults, but obviously, <laughs> kids can play too. But I, I don't know. It'd be complicated. I think them. for a kid. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I, I, I assumed I gather that that was kind of what was, what it was. Um, mm-hmm. You have to pardon my absolute noobness in regards <laughs> to this, but is it something that will people listen along to the podcast and kind of play along? Like, is it is it that collaborative, or were they? How, how does that work? Not really. It's more. It's more like they're like it, it's. They more... just listen in, and um, we have like polls and stuff that they can participate in to like influence certain parts of the story. But for the most part, it's just like us um, playing gotcha. and them listening. Yeah, yeah. I think people like it kind of like a radio play almost. Yeah. So they just kind of get involved in the story and the characters and laugh along at the jokes and stuff like that. I really dig that. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 really interesting because um, for me, as someone that has never, unfortunately, got into the tabletop like community very much, hmm. um, it's such a shame. I always feel like I'm missing out because there is when, whenever I go to indie events or I speak to people that are hmm. in the indie industry or interested in indie games, there's such a tie between that community and the and the tabletop community. I don't know hmm. what it is, but there's such a uh, you know you go to the expos and you will find like here's a little PC indie game, and then the next table made this tabletop game mm-hmm. and it's just so intertwined um yeah sure i think why that is i think it's it, there's some there's something about maybe um when you run a game like when you gm a game and uh you're a referee or referee whatever there's a tons of terms for a dungeon master <laughs> whatever uh if when you make a game like that it's kind of like a a, a version of game design it's in itself you have mm. to <laughs> make sure that the players are going to have something some kind of content uh, no matter what their decision. So you're kind of planning for what a player wants to do. And that's similar to what uh, a lot of games like design. game design. Yeah. yeah. Similar to a lot of game design yeah. theory and stuff. So. Yeah. And you got to keep it fun right? Mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of tailor it for the kind of experience that people are looking for. And so I think those mm-hmm. skills are kind of complementary to, to making video games. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I get that. I guess it kind of was like a precursor to it really for a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have, I have several friends that would be like, I just spent like eight hours just writing like my game of Dungeon and Dragons that I'm playing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People go crazy. I oh, mean, people go all out. So people get dressed up and stuff. I want to get dressed it. up one time. Oh my God. <laughs> just for a recording, just for my own like fun. <laughs> no one yeah. can see it, but. <laughs> yeah, it's been great to get into because me and Lindsay weren't actually in like hadn't played any no. TTRPGs or anything until uh until we started making this podcast mm-hmm. and uh it's yeah it's uh it's really it's really fun and uh we've met since then we've played with some other people uh there's a there's a organization called uh DMG Dames Making Games in Toronto uh where we're from and uh they run like they used to before this whole COVID, pandemic and thing, yeah. <laughs> things they used to run like a uh community game night so you can come in and play with other people mm-hmm. yeah it's been one of the few times when we we were able to socialize before <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's the thing i imagine obviously with the pandemic that that community has been really really hampered uh, you know much more so than the video game community like that's because it's such a communal mm-hmm. thing yeah we had to uh keep the podcast going remotely um mm. for a while and you know it, it's not the same experience as uh mm as meeting up and doing a podcast live, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think you have to adapt, but yeah, it's been, it's been hard not to, not to have those things in your life, like being able to go to the dames make games night and, mm-hmm. and play with other people and meet other people with common interests. Cause they also, like you, you said, those things seem really inter- intertwined and then dames make games mm-hmm. They're They're all about video games as well. So, you know, 
it, everyone's kind of isolated right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, what can you do? <laughs> Just coming in with the downer topics. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we do make a game about dating a raptor, though. though so yeah. There's not all sad, sad things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but how, how, how did that podcast start? Because like, you said that, um, that that was your first like TTRPG Mm-hmm. was when you started the podcast so had, had you you previously weren't playing yeah we we've been doing podcasts together for a long time like mm-hmm. we used to do uh just like kind of a freeform podcast that was the first way that we started collaborating mm-hmm. then we did like a bad movie podcast none of these did very well at all and or went anywhere so uh we kind of were it was some, something that we could just decide to do i guess we have the equipment and uh mm-hmm. when we were contemplating we had finished like uh, our YouTube channel with that. Was, I'm not going deep into a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, we we wanted to play a game of uh, cyberpunk together, and um, it, uh, we're kind of workaholics, so the only way that we could get ourselves to do it is to tr- sort of make it work and yeah. record it. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. I was essentially talking about it uh, because I had mm-hmm. played it um, when I was younger and hadn't played it in years and i was like oh you know i think this would be really fun we should do it sometime for fun and eventually um pat and Lindsay were just like we're not going to do it unless we we trick ourselves into thinking this is work so we, uh, <laughs> oh, just blame it on us yeah. no i mean you were completely correct yeah. we, it we, worked yeah it yeah was the only thing that got us to play so. yeah we were really, we really weren't uh, expecting much from it. Like we weren't expecting an audience or anything. We just thought we'd mm. try it out, and people seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, so, it kind of grew organically. Yeah, uh, which was completely unexpected because yeah, we the had, first time that's happened. We had <laughs> yeah. been doing lots of podcasts with no success before. Yeah, that. <laughs> I love what you say about that. You had to kind of make it feel like it was a productive thing in mm-hmm. order for you to be able to actually enjoy playing games. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love that. That's such a I hear that so much, even from people in on like the video game side in the industry. It's just like they can't sit and play a game for fun because they know they have to have lots to review or that they have a game they have mm-hmm. to make themselves. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of sad that we need the. But hey, something cool came out of it. Something cool came out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of a while there is work surrounding it. It is also kind of our excuse to like take a day mm-hmm. to just just hang out, hang out a little bit. Yeah. So you gotta, I guess. Sometimes you do just got to force yourself to have some fun every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I think when you're in the indie sphere too, um, your kind of regular life and your work life, there, you know, sometimes the lines blur yeah. a lot. So yeah. I think this is not really healthy, but a lot of times when you're enjoying something or taking some time off, it's it's time you think that you could be doing work, you know? Yeah. So it's difficult, I think. And, and you have to have strategies, I guess, around it. Mm-hmm. Basically, top advice for everyone: make the thing you want to do for fun into a, a podcast. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, and then you can do it. <laughs> then you, yeah, then you'll put, you'll prioritize it. That's oh it. Do you enjoy making tasty sandwiches? Tasty sandwich podcast. Oh, I, I'd listen podcast. to it. <laughs> actually, I really would. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone needs some sandwich advice. Yeah, I need some sandwich advice. That's the name of this podcast episode. Sandwich advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, Did you find that, obviously, because, as you say, this this upcoming cyberpunk game is based on this um, game, have you Mm -hmm. found that that has brought 
you and audience has, has a lot of it come from that or is it literally just the D community have just rallied around I think it's a kind of split 50-50 when I look at our analytics. We do use like, you know, behind the scenes a little. We do use the tag 2077 just to see if it mm-hmm. works for us, but um Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it I think it brings some people in, yeah. I think it's a combination of mm-hmm. the game um and also just the TTRPG community mm-hmm. uh experiencing a lot of growth right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. There's a lot more people interested in finding different kinds of podcasts surrounding mm, and trying kind of it for themselves. And mm. That's good. I'm always surprised to see like people that were like diehard fans of the original game because yeah. it's kind of an obscure one. Like, yeah, it's not very it's not as well known as D&D. But there's some of the people that are, are listen to our podcast that have been just playing Cyberpunk 2020 for a since long it came time. out. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. yeah. I'm always surprised to see that. Good to know because I, I used to think I was the only one. So, the <laughs> <laughs> others out there. That's yeah. interesting. Do you, do you think the community is is widening? Then were you saying that you think that it's it's seen growth that there are actually people becoming more interested in it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would, and I think um, it's become it's becoming a lot more diverse, mm-hmm. too, which is uh, better open space. Yeah, and it's creating just more interesting narratives in in role-playing in general, but especially in the kind of podcasting that mm-hmm. comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I like uh, that's happening now is there's a lot of, um, I guess, more kind of open and just like less rules-heavy uh, kinds of games being made now. So mm-hmm. instead of more D&D yeah. uh, or even Cyberpunk, where they're very obsessed with like the rules, there's ones that are just, you know, you, all you need is uh, two six-sided dice and... Uh, and like two st- stats and then your imagination <laughs> yeah and your imagination and so it's kind of makes it it puts an emphasis on the impro- improvisation part of it and all that stuff and mm. i think uh yeah that's pretty cool there's like there's one game that was made about carly ray jepson <laughs> yeah uh, so i mean that's cool too <laughs> carly ray jepson basically yeah <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it's it's always one of those things I really feel left out, like having not properly got into it myself. Like I, I shouldn't. I think I would probably prefer the sort of dungeon master role where mm-hmm. I'm the one that has just sheets of paper everywhere. <laughs> the puppet master. I love that though. I, that's that's why I love. I think I think I'd probably get bored just playing. I would mm-hmm. want to like control the story and stuff. Um, I should definitely. Sounds like that, you're a I natural think. GM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what I've I've always said that. I'm a natural GM. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, once COVID clears up, I'll definitely have to um um try it. Mm-hmm. But that's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's still going well despite everything that's happening at the moment. I'm glad that uh that you've managed to find ways around um remotely the podcast and stuff that's that's good news yeah uh, was that difficult was that difficult setting all that up or was it i mean obviously as you say it's it's yeah it had some headaches not being up there. Yeah. yeah it was yeah there was a couple of problems we had to get like a new microphone there was mm-hmm. um a... all these technical issues we had to do it over like discord yeah uh, which and it's yeah the connection is not always reliable there yeah it was always it's especially since it's kind of like uh improvised improvised and like it's it's kind of one of those things that's kind of hard to re-record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I yeah. always felt like oh, it was gosh. just yeah. hanging on by a thread. And yeah, just, hoping it moment, captures it. Was it was just going to yeah. get corrupted or something. And <laughs> so, yeah, it was a little, it's a little bit more te- like uh, tenuous, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, 
to try and to record it remotely. But um, you know, we we made it work. It's not mm-hmm. uh, there. We didn't lose way anything. Harder times continuing their work than we did. So. Yeah, that's true. If you were uh, had of lost work, how would that, how would you resolve that? Because you would have had like a, a presumed like an hour's worth of game, and then mm. how do you even backtrack from all that? Well, I guess well, you were just pinning on it not happening. Well, what we were doing for the remote ones was doing kind of one-off sessions that weren't part of the bigger narrative. So um, if we had lost them, it wouldn't have been uh, the end of the world or, right. or would have affected the kind of big storyline. But we did do a couple that were That's true. remote I, and that were part yeah, of the main storyline. That was risky. So yeah, we did, we did take a risk, but after we tried it out on a few uh, one-offs. Yeah, we felt a little bit more comfortable yeah. trying it. But it was it, it. What would we have done? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Probably re-recorded it or something. Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah. Um, Repeat all the same jokes you did before. Remember? Oh yeah. God, yeah. Oh, Get into yeah. the exact same mood you were in. Just <laughs> deliver that monologue like you did before. That was so good. Oh, yeah, that would be really bad. I am. Um, I mean, you will all know, but obviously, listeners won't. That I don't use Discord for my recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use just this random app thing, which works really well. But yeah. it's mm. just for some reason, whenever I use Discord with my microphone, which is just like a, bu- a blue Yeti, pretty yeah, standard, yeah. But it just will switch off halfway through the recording. Yeah, we have the same on. problem. I, just, I have the exact same problem. <gasps> I don't know and, what uh, that is. It's really frustrating. Um, <laughs> just talking about it triggers. Yeah. <laughs> It was a big part of, of what made uh, doing the remote thing so frustrating was we had to figure out that issue, and I still haven't resolved it. Yeah. My oh. Yeti will also just cut out yeah. on Discord. It's so strange. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, I will have it happen all the time. Um, it's so unreliable but that I just can't record via it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I use this thing called Zencaster, mm-hmm. uh, which is good anyway, because it sort of records each, each, each end and I can save that and it's pretty reliable. I've never had it die out. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's much easier. Whenever I tell people, do you want to come on my podcast? They go, great. Here's my discord. And I go, oh, no, sorry. Nope. It's a completely <laughs> different thing I use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It seems pretty reliable. I've never heard yeah, of this. We're, we're kind of eyeing it up. Over yeah. There. What is this thing? It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, on a proper tangent here, but yeah, I do, do check this out. It's called Zencaster. This, this is what I've been using for the last like 20 episodes of this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment it's completely free. Um, mm. If you have lots of different guests, it will have lots of different channels, and then it will save each audio file separately. Um, wow, it's been pretty useful. The guest doesn't have to do anything; you can just get an invite link. It's been quite quite handy for me, anyway. Oh, um, so you'll get like way. our recording from. So you can just download our recording. It won't be like a kind of like internet filtered version of it, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we're done. When we stop this, I just download the individual tracks and then wow. I can go and edit it. And yeah, pretty good. That is really in, good. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, great. I, I will definitely check this out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the podcast about podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, I mean, it's, it's really segueing off here. So how did Rocket Adrift Games start? So you'll have to, again, excuse my ignorance. Is the... Raptor Boyfriend game is that your first game, or have you released like little? Have you have you, have mm-hmm. you worked on? Or... Yeah, we had a one small game jam game before this one called Order a Pizza, a visual novel, and it uh, came out for Nano Reno, which was like a, a visual novel game jam in March, and we did it uh, last year, 
and uh, it did pretty good. It's on itch. Uh, it's available to pay for pay as you want. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, people people really liked it. The people who played it. You know? yeah. yeah, it's about a divorced dad who mm-hmm. uh, is um, having a very tense uh, moment with his uh, his daughter and his new girlfriend, and he's trying to solve the problem by ordering the perfect pizza. <laughs> as you do. As you do. It doesn't, <laughs> let's just say it does not go that, well. Yeah, it doesn't go over There's, so well. Uh, some time loop issues. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it just gets it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. So my my favorite bit about the explanation it was so like monotone. I thought it was going to be really deep and serious, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about ordering. So this happens, and then you order a pizza, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of the game's energy overall. Yeah. I feel like, it, yeah, where it's like, oh, I thought it was going to be funny, and now it's really serious. Oh, now I, th- I thought it was going to be serious, and now it's really, really weird, funny and weird. So yeah, trying to try and keep people on their toes. That's it. Yeah, you want a nice little mix of emotions and toppings, so get, get them yeah, a little cheese, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we put we put that out, and we uh, like I said before, we've been podcasting together, and mm-hmm. uh, we made we used to make um, animated cartoons on YouTube, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, when that kind of fell apart, I guess uh, because we kind of mm-hmm. overworked ourselves and found that YouTube wasn't really the place for us, we, uh, we pivoted to games. Yeah, Titus uh, had pitched to us multiple times to get us to consider making games, and uh, this last time just worked because uh i don't know i guess a multitude of reasons i guess i had started playing more like indie games and getting more into like Mm -hmm. different kinds of narrative little narrative games that seemed like we actually could make one of those and um i don't know why you felt this was the time Lindsay, Mm -hmm. to to start making games yeah i I just wanted to exercise different creative disciplines because we we were all like illustrators uh that's how we met but we like have different skill sets as well. Like Pat does audio and, and we all like to write. And so it felt like the video game aspect could just fulfill all of those disciplines in one project. So it made sense mm. to me. I think we also wanted to um, take more time. We, when we were doing uh, the animated stuff, we, it was about putting out things as quickly as possible. And uh, we wanted to take more time and, and refine mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like the, the project we were working on. Mm-hmm. But I was certainly surprised when they when they went for it. So, <laughs> yeah. I had been pitching the idea of a game for a long time. Um, yeah, we yeah. were just like, no, no, no. You kind of did this hard sell, and you're like, oh, we got to do it. Like, if we do this, we can do that. And it was this whole presentation. And then at that's the funny. end, that's, yeah, that's that's how I do things. And, <laughs> and then at the end, we were like, I think, yeah, that's, yeah, you know what? Sure. Like, well, hold on, guys. Hold, what? <laughs> really? So that was fun. Was it literally a presentation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, stood up there. Had there was had like a whole notes. whiteboard and oh, wow. notes and everything. That's um, <laughs> just who I am, I guess. <laughs> I always yeah, enjoy I it. I, it feels so... It feels, it feels so like, official. Yeah. It feels like we're a real In our like apartment, one bedroom apartment, doing <laughs> like presentations to each other. I feel like it's the best way to get my ideas across. Yeah. yeah. It works. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, I am actually imagining you with a big PowerPoint presentation, one of those like, <laughs> when you stick things like right now, here, 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 plan A, plan B, C, D, they do. The only thing about that is I wouldn't call it Plan A. I'd have a really dumb name for it. Like oh, yeah. Project, like ro- Project Launch. Launch. Or... Yeah, we had Rocket Adrift Launch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But that's correct. That's you got me pinned. <laughs> we do we do have a whiteboard in our apartment, so yeah. that is Might as well yeah, use it. part of our whole thing is being overly I guess prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just I like that. There's something about creative people and whiteboards. They love a they love a good whiteboard. Oh yeah. You can doodle oh, all man. over it. I like hauled ours from the Home Depot. It's like the hardware store down the street and like it's like 80 pounds it's like 80 pounds <laughs> i had to stop halfway and drop drop it off at a dumpster and go and get come a, back <laughs> go get a, go get a dolly to bring it back oh my god so, yeah yeah I, I sweat i sweat for that for that whiteboard and uh I, I don't regret it we are the type of people that will uh occasionally kind of browse really expensive whiteboards like yeah oh, you in our free connect, time you, you know this one to your computer oh my god you know? and, that's the dream so <laughs> you know? yeah it's um um that needs to be on every pitch deck you ever give anyone from now on by the way yeah. we're the kind of team that like to randomly browse whiteboards <laughs> i'm seriously considering it we're the kind of team that like to browse whiteboards <laughs> i think that would help us be taken seriously <laughs> Meanwhile, here's our game after boyfriend. Yeah, after boyfriend or order a pizza. <laughs> I um I feel like when I, I, whenever I speak to a lot of indie devs, um it seems to be like the the time that they manage to actually get a game done, um is thanks to a jam. Like there's something about having like a stuck theme mm. that just helps people actually just get something done. Um, was it the case for you, or, or did you already kind of know what you were making, or or was it? That the jam had a theme. We were actually um, in the process of making Raptor Boyfriend when mm. uh, we got oh. news about the jam, and it was going to be in three days. And um, I just went to Pat and uh, Lindsay and said, "Oh, you know, just to let you know, there is this game jam." And uh, you guys came back with, "We should do it." Yeah. And so we had, you know, we had no time to prepare. We were in the middle of making what was going to be our bigger game. Mm-hmm. But uh, we thought we should do it um, in order to kind of prove that we could, you know. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that that when you have that time limit and you you only have that amount of uh, of time that you can dedicate to making something, you can you can produce something really interesting because of the pressure for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely true. Yeah, like I think uh, I think game jams are great for that reason. Just because it, it forces you to f- finish it. I mean, not mm-hmm. everyone finishes, but yeah. like it, it, a lot of, I think uh, I watch like a lot of game uh, development uh, devlogs and stuff like that. And uh, they, uh, a lot of people have problems finishing games. I think that's just like a common thing in the yeah. indie world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think uh, just doing it once then shows you like, Oh, I can I, do, this. Can do this. Yeah. yeah. You can. So uh, it's like a little, it's also just like a little microcosm of game development. Like you go through mm. all the motions of, of but like hyper speed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> all at once and really quickly. So yeah, I love, I love green That's, games. They're great. Yeah. That, that problem is definitely something that happens a lot. Like across mm. the industry, like people struggling to just get something finished because they're learning along the way and they're thinking or they're adding more. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't, I won't say names, but I know that there are some publishers, some mm. major publishers, that literally will have someone whose role is like the finisher and they'll come in right mm. just before the end of a project and the director will be like, okay, you have to sit aside now. The finisher is going to come in and just wrap up. Wow. And that's wow. their job is to come mm. in and just wrap the game up. Oh, um, yeah. That sounds like my kind of job. 
yeah i uh, it's i think for a lot of people it's tough to just like get stop creating like you you could just iterate on something forever and we've had to like just tell ourselves like this no, is it we gotta call it on this, this is, part yeah we're like we could have probably redesigned the game like mm, three times three times where yeah. we only did it once <laughs> and yeah. uh and after the second time it was just like okay this is it we we gotta go with it yeah and you're kind of at that point done with whatever you're stuck with whatever scope it is and mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. like any of that whether for good or for bad right like for like uh you know i would i maybe would have liked the scope of this game to be a little shorter but it is what it is we 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 would have to go back and completely rewrite yeah, the yeah. whole game to make it a shorter game and that's just it's just mm-hmm. that's gonna take more time mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's tough to make those calls i feel mm-hmm. like uh you have to one at a certain point just be like no more iterating this yeah. is the game yeah <laughs> i get that finisher yeah. yeah which sounds really scary to me i like, know like a mob, <laughs> the, someone the mob brings in yeah like, tony the finisher yeah. <laughs> get the game out i couldn't think of what the actual job title was so I, let's go with finisher i'm the finisher yeah i like yeah, that I have a, yeah i have a white a big whiteboard bigger, bigger <laughs> it's bigger than your whiteboard yeah <laughs> to probably stress out the team they could just bring in a really small one like, oh, oh my god this is all that's don't even this is all we got room for now yeah <laughs> Step one, finish game. Step two, game finished. <laughs> that's it. That's your whole world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's kind of a useful job, I feel like. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. But it is, that's the, I guess that is the, the benefit of a jam, as you say, like it's, you have that time constraint and that's it. Mm-hmm. And also, I suppose you have the advantage of the people that are playing your game are usually aware that it's a jam game. So yeah. if there is like scope that, that wasn't fulfilled, it's like you kind of respect that the player is probably aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It gives you some like, you can just experiment and just try stuff out. And it's like, it's, mm. it's for the, it's for the gym, you know, mm. you don't need to like, yeah, no worry pressure. About if it's marketable yeah. or if it's, you know, polished to mm. the best way that to, as much as it could be. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, as we mentioned, you're also developing Raptor Boyfriend or High School Romance, which is your, um, I suppose, bigger game, your, non, mm-hmm. your, now, your non-gem game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you already answered it, but you've been working on that before the gem game. So mm-hmm. how, long is, how long has this been in development for? Roughly two years now. Yeah, almost mm-hmm. two years. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it was, uh, it's changed multiple times mm-hmm. as we've been making it. And uh, it's... At this point, I think the best version of it yeah. that it has ever been. Um, it's uh, yeah, we're super excited to like get to the point where we can finally play through all of it, play through the whole thing. <laughs> we're we're right now we're kind of in the alpha state. We're just finishing up all the writing for mm-hmm. the for the game, uh, and uh, at least the first pass, and uh, and then we're gonna be able to play through the whole thing and test it out. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess perhaps we should give like a. Does, does someone want to give a very brief description of what the game is? Mm. Um, like what, what it's about for people listening. Sure. Who wants to do? I'll, that? I'll do it. Um, so, Raptor Boyfriend is a high school teen drama romance, uh, and it's a visual novel dating sim type of game. 
Uh, and you play as Stella, who's an awkward teenage girl going through the last year of high school in this special kind of town that has a bunch of hot cryptid teens that she wants to date. <laughs> and those uh, are the Raptor, Robert Raptorson. He's um, all over the marketing, obviously. And there's other two others. There's the fairy, um, Day Lily. Um, and then there is the, the Bigfoot, Taylor Talltale. Cool. My uh, my notes for when we were before recording in big capital letters I have the words Robert Raptorson the Rad Raptor. <laughs> I obviously felt that was an important point. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we certainly hit on that quite. Yes. <laughs> he's a Rad Raptor that skateboards. <laughs> yeah, he skateboards and dirt bikes. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's a very '90s vibe, mm-hmm. uh, which I like because I feel like a lot of um, when you get sort of nostalgic games or games that are set in, in, in the past, it's always the '80s. Or, right. mm-hmm. But for me, I grew up in the '90s, so I like to see little experiences set in the '90s, mm-hmm. and I feel like there haven't strangely been that many of them. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I yeah. like that. And I think if we were going to make a game about a dinosaur, it had to be the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's when dinosaurs were huge. <laughs> yeah, the raddest time. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when dinosaurs were at their prime then, weren't they? They were doing really well for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jurassic Park, they're, they were probably, they're, you know, probably sick of that, though, in the 90s. They're just yeah. like, there's more to me than Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I could be a boyfriend, too. Yeah. yeah. I stayed bored. Killing machine. <laughs> yeah, in the nineties, uh, we all kind of also grew up in the nineties. Some mm. of us. I was uh, born in the nineties, so I don't count. I'm a I millennial. Mean, you, grew up in, you grew up in the time. We're all millennials, technically. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I grew up in the nineties, but I uh, Titus was a teen in the the nineties. So we're... Titus is roughly Stella's age. Mm-hmm. If Stella so. was an adult now, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah Yeah, i mean there's just a lot of uh interesting things you can do with the 90s i think uh you know the phone calls uh there's a better aesthetic Mm. to it uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of a visual presentation uh you can write things around people not all having cell phones Mm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah you know so uh people Mm. can be missing (laughs) (laughs) yeah hard to reach Uh, hard to reach and that kind of thing um and i think yeah and not to hit on the phone calls too much, but I think there was a, a certain weight to that idea in the nineties of you getting home from high school, like who am I going to call on the mm. phone, you know, from mm-hmm. school who can, and, uh, and yeah, so it, I think it's just also, we, um, we take inspiration in the music and, uh, the art style too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also like, uh, teen dramas, like from the nineties, mm. like my so-called life. I love think them. Me and Lindsay specifically, Titus less so. <laughs> love <laughs> the uh, like my so-called life as a, just a like template. A, yeah. yeah, it's just um, and so we wanted to like kind of make a game that's similar to uh, that type of teen drama, but with uh, I guess kind of an updated. I guess you know how you would like to remember it versus mm-hmm. how some mm-hmm. of the kind of things that are actually going on in it. Updated sensibilities mm-hmm. and absurdist humor. Yeah. <laughs> Our weird little skewed humor into it. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's got, as you say, like a, a fairy, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Love it. Top three. Those are the, those are the top three. <laughs> it's sort of a random assortment. Isn't yeah, it, it is. <laughs> I feel like other, I feel like, you know, maybe we could have gone like just Bigfoots or just or raptors, cryptids. But yeah, uh, it, this is the way it turned out. I don't mm-hmm. know. 
don't know what to say about it. <laughs> How did that happen? Why, uh, why, why is it those three? Were okay. there other ideas? Uh, it started actually as like a parody that, uh, or like a joke that we had about Twilight. <laughs> where it was like, we, we kept saying, you know, Edward Cullen, it, it's easy to be like attracted to the sparkly vampire. What if he was like an actual monster? And then we just came up with, what if he was a velociraptor? <laughs> Yeah, and then the natural choice, I guess, for the werewolf insert was yeah, Bigfoot. was a Bigfoot, yeah. I guess. So mm-hmm. Taylor was like actually Taylor Lautner, but we changed it to Taylor Talto, <laughs> and Robert instead of Robert Cohen, or Robert Pattinson, Robert Raptorson. And just to be clear, <laughs> um, the game has evolved and gotten a lot yeah. more serious. No, it's not just that, a parody but, of Twilight uh, that anymore. Is where the idea started yeah. was just um, like all of. Rocket Adrift's idea is kind of a dumb joke that we were uh, telling each other. <laughs> and then we took it seriously. And then we took it really seriously. <laughs> and two years later, we almost had a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how it's evolved that way. Yeah, I like that. That's a really interesting story, though, to hear that it started off as kind of like a gag and now it's not. Mm-hmm. Now it's like this serious thing and it's a lot. I like that. That's really cool. And you've still got the names in there. You still got some hints of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, some vestiges. Of Bella, the, Stella. Of the dumb joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of uh, it's uh, it's it's sort of a weird thing, especially when you're um, talking about all the stuff that's going on in the story and how mm. like to get these character moments to really land and everything like that. And you're talking very, very seriously about a raptor and his like, and his emotional, emotional development conflicts. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're like, oh, right. And we're talking about like, oh, what, how would a raptor, we had a lore meeting. I, I guess I don't want to give away too much, but a little little glance inside our lore meeting, we were talking about how could raptors survive a, the a, meteorite. a meteor. And we're like, well, wait, maybe they went underground oh for a God, while. It's so dumb. <laughs> you have to consider these things. It's never you directly do. mentioned in the game, but it does inform the kind yeah. of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know that at one point raptors were blind and in tunnels, <laughs> and <laughs> you know they evolved. Back this is the kind of stuff that goes yeah. on that big whiteboard. Yeah, in case you were wondering. Yeah, what I love is that you have this game with a skateboarding velociraptor called Robert Raptorson. Yeah, and you've gone. People aren't going to believe this because how would the dinosaur still be here? <laughs> it's so true. What? What? Like, come on. I know. Ugh. It's, it's great to talk about this because after two years of just working, um, you know, just the three of us, mm-hmm. it, it's like you forget how weird it is. Yeah, sometimes. it just yeah. becomes normal to us. <laughs> yeah. And then other people hear it, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. Oh, I love to think that that loaming was completely serious. Like oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. No, it goes. was. Now, how is he here? Why? How can he skateboard? How can his legs deal with the skateboard? Let's discuss. Here's some <laughs> physics. Get the whiteboard out. Oh, yeah. The uh, the tunnel theory was contentious. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> that can't be That's it. It's so funny to me. It's, it sounds like we're joking, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Is that just for sort of, is all that law, uh, again, don't want to give away too much, Is does that actually play a part in the game or is that just for your own sakes, just to sort of wrap your heads around? A bit of both. Yeah, it's a bit of a tip of the iceberg kind of situation mm. where, um, you know, you have to, you want to you want to build a believable world, but then what actually makes it into the game is just a small portion of that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. It does help you, I guess, write mm. or understand certain things. And mm-hmm. some of it's just ends up being pointless but but it's fun for us yeah but yeah. it's good to know 
and uh, maybe there'll be a DLC or something. Yeah, <laughs> like a book, art <laughs> book with the more information, yeah. ladle or something. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's um, it's it's you know we're kind of laughing and joking about you having like these serious law meetings, but when you think about pop culture, like you have Spider Man. He's a man that is a spider, and people will bawl their eyes out watching it. Yeah, yeah. Sort of and go, he's a spider man. Because, yeah, like what? That's kind of. I feel like what we're trying to do is just lean into that. Yeah, you know, like we want to make yeah. you care about this raptor. About, yeah. about, about this raptor, like to the point where you mm. forget that he's a raptor, just like we have, and then and then you just really care about these. And characters. then take a moment afterwards and think about it. It's like I just cried about this raptor's st- like sad story <laughs> or ha- heartwarming story, whatever it might be mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> um, I really love that. I really love that uh, uh, games or, or any kind of property that does that where I can be like really invested. And if I kind of take myself out and mm-hmm. think about it, I'm like, this is a man of bats. Like this is a, this is a, <laughs> he's fine a clown. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I think it's a great feature of the indie world is that we can just embrace the weird parts of ourselves you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know if, if 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 it's good enough like people will be invested in people can be invested in anything like people you know it's it's, it's all in the writing and, and and all that stuff really isn't it like, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was our kind of challenge like that's what the joke was was we were like i yeah. guess overconfident about our abilities as writers and we were like we could make you care about a raptor <laughs> and don't uh, say overconfident yet well, we'll have to see. I mean, we back were, then we were yeah. overconfident. Right. Maybe Two now. Ago, yeah, yeah. Were, yeah. True. Maybe now we're up to the task. But like, I hope so. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was like you know, that's easy stuff. Twilight, come on. Yeah. No. Not that it's like. I think it's kind of. It's kind of like leave the Twilight fans alone at this point. So. But, yeah. But yeah. Haven't they had enough? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You can enjoy your vampire f- fiction. That's fine. <laughs> I watched every single. I watched every oh, single. Oh yeah, movie. I did. <laughs> we had lots of arguments. It was research, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Just, yeah. Yeah, yep. That's why I watched them <laughs> by myself. <That> it. <laughs> I need to go outside and do some kick flips, and it's research. <laughs> I guess I'm just a dinosaur. I got a dinosaur costume just to, you know, feel what it is like to be a dinosaur. You know, that's very important. I need to feel what it's like to be Robert Robertson. Yeah. Get into his weird shoes that have three toes. Yeah. (laughs) You you have to make shoes. Did you make shoes? Oh, yeah. There was an initial design for it where he had shoes and it was just so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Lindsay really struggled with the Oh, uh, it with was yeah, design. it was probably like one of the hardest things I've had to design was like make a teenage boy or a raptor look like a teenage boy. Hmm. And a and a and a hot teenage boy. Yeah, That's important. yeah he's gotta be like attractive. <laughs> um, and I think he nailed it. I mean, I'm biased, I guess, but <laughs> and same with Taylor. Taylor was a struggle yeah, as well. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's surprising how hard it is to make a Bigfoot look like a team, not like a weird man in like the woods <laughs> yeah there was a moment too with um robert where for the longest time we were like of course he doesn't have pants like <laughs> yeah. a, a dinosaur doesn't need pants, pants. and then uh and then i drew it it was like oh uh, no we were looking at a drawing and, and we were like it's really weird that he's not wearing pants <laughs> and everyone else is <laughs> yeah it just looks like he's naked yeah oh, i love that um I like that that you're like. How do we make the Bigfoot not look like a man in the woods? Yeah, 
We don't want him to. He's not a man of the woods. He's a boy, a teenage mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, he goes to um, school. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the real Bigfoot goes to school. Who, who knows? Well, I don't. Yeah, maybe he's been know. there all along. Mm. <laughs> There's all kinds of versions of Bigfoot, Big Feet, Big Feet, Big Feet, Foots, Foots, uh, Big uh, Fit Fi, Big Fi. <laughs> There's all kinds of versions of Big Fi. Uh, some of them are magical and have ship shape shape shifting abilities and stuff like that. So it's it's very possible as far as Bigfoots go. <laughs> Big Fi, Big Fi. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm I'm making that a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. Um, with this, uh, it genuinely looks really cool. I'm looking forward to two playing it. Um, when is it out? I, I, I mean, this year. Um, this we're year f- we're floating around this. Yeah, year it's and looking next more year. like n- the early next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It still stayed. It still says 2020 on our Steam page, but um, we might have to change that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's either it's it, if if magically we pull it off, it could be this year, but it uh, it's more likely next February mm-hmm. is kind of what we're aiming for right now. I shouldn't give a, a specific date next mm-hmm. early next year. <laughs> oh my it's, god! It's February twenty first. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Put it in your calendars. Yeah, might as well make it Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, at some point next year, I am, uh, um, yeah, looking forward to playing it. It looks really, really, really cool. Um, I guess we'll leave it at that. Do you want to maybe formally tell people where they can find um, your podcast and where they can find mm. Brad's Boyfriend? And maybe if you want, you can plug your own social channels and whatnot as well. Sure. Uh, yeah, you can get a, a wishlist Raptor Boyfriend on Steam. Um, and you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Rocket Adrift. And you can get it at, on any podcatcher, Spotify, Apple, yeah. and uh, and we pu- upload it to YouTube as well. Just search yeah. Dark Future Dice. Yeah. And uh, and you can also go to our website, rocketadrift.com, where we have the links to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for coming on um, and talking about your pizzas and your podcasts <laughs> and your hot wrapped boys. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, a, we covered all the main topics. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Right. Um, I will leave you guys to it mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to your game. And maybe in 33 years from now, we can come on and talk about the sequel. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> when yeah. Raptor's all grown up yeah. and has kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks. Um, cool. Right. I will catch you all there. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to the Toad on Games podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, there is one episode out every single week. So that's four episodes a month. And if you want early access to those episodes, you can support me and the Patreon, mostly me, buying toys and nonsense at patreon.com slash toadsanime, where you can get early access to every episode. So that's four episodes a month. Um, You can also get shout outs on the podcast for backing at certain tiers as well. So... Thank you very much to Robert Cathels, James Coop, Thomas, Francisco Limas, EMH Richard, Corey Class, Chris Wood, Gregory Phillips, Lee Chapman, Stephen, Andy Robertson, Gregory Kroll, Joe Sheedy, and Ryan Winters. Thank you so, so much for backing the podcast and me and all the things I do so far. And I hope you will subscribe to wherever it is you're listening to this, and we'll catch you with a different Games Industry guest on the next episode. See you later.